All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky online.com and this next segment is going to be sponsored by cover three cover three has locations here in san antonio and austin in the surrounding areas and it's wednesday now officially hard so what does cover three have going on besides wine wednesdays on cover three man what else can we happen ever at cover three obviously i told you it's a great place for date night desserts If you just want to go over and hit up the happy hour, make sure you try a lot of the appetizers. Those are shareables. You can spend some time with people, have your lunch meetings, have your business meetings, cover-3.com, San Antonio, Austin, Round Rock, and North Austin. Make sure you go over there, cover-3.com. Cover 3, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so right now it's about that time. Right now to be joined, we're going to be joined by Q of 920 AM, Las Vegas Raiders Radio out in Vegas. How are you doing this afternoon, Q? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic with that intro music that you guys brought me in with. I'm good, man. I'm over here jamming. So, uh, man, I, I, I want to hear y'all. I, I want to hear you guys, but I want to keep that music pumping, too. I hear you, Q. I hear you, man. Hey, okay, so, you know, I've talked to you a little bit over the past of the past year, and, you know, you covered the Raiders, and I was going to say, you know what, man, I'm going to ask you really how has it been to cover the Raiders this year with everything off the field. But, you know, more importantly, I want to ask you, we know about the John Gruden thing and the fallout about that, what they had to deal with. But I'm going to ask you, when going through that and then when the news broke about Henry Ruggs and you cover this team and you're close inside with the team, but did you see, after that news with Henry Ruggs, did you see them in this position of having one of those uh, playoff spots and make being a no, playoff no. team? Okay. No, not not even close. And if I told you I, I did, then I would be lying to you. And I got more respect for you than that. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't do that, man. I mean, there was just there was so many emotions, not only with the team but with the whole community. You know, what I mean, it's been just bananas. It really has been. It's been a roller coaster affair. And I'll tell you, the Gruden thing. I thought, okay, they can get over that. Besides, can navigate them through the waters. But when that Henry Rugg situation happened, and it was the bye week too, and then they came out of the bye week flat against the. The Giants, I thought, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a wrap. Those guys are crushed in that locker room, and, and they were close. I mean, from the time that I've been here, I've seen how close Henry Ruggs is uh, to those other guys in the locker room. And, and a quiet guy, I think he's a good dude. He made a terrible mistake that he's going to have to pay for the rest of his life, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, that's just a scenario of how it is. But he has been, been loved by that locker room, everyone in it. So I just thought that that was just too much for them to handle. And here we are. You know, mid-January, we're talking about a playoff game coming up on Saturday. It's just crazy how things shake out. Yeah, it does. It does shake out that way, Q. And it, when when it happened, Calvin and I were just looking at each other like this is unbelievable. The situation, mm-hmm. how it all went down. But I want to I want to take it to another level. I want to take it to Derek uh, Carr. Now, listen, this dude has been up against it for quite some time. Some people love him. Some people hated him. You never knew if Gruden believed in him or what was going on. But for him to stand in front of that podium week after week, talking to you guys and owning the situation, does he get consideration for MVP? I know he's going to be the team MVP, but does he need to be looked at as possibly the man of the year in the NFL for being able to hold that all together? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, he really does. And, of course, he's not going to get the MVP. We all know that. But in theory, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, what he's had to do, you know, the challenges and, the, in the uh, you know, the, all the adversity that he's had to bear and go and talk about it and be on the front line to talk about it, uh, not only with us but just nationally and, and all the scrutiny that he gets. I mean, you know how they say put some respect on that man's name? you got to put some respect on his name. You really do. I don't know what the future holds for him. I don't know how long he's going to play football. I don't know how long he's going to be with the Raiders. But I'll tell you this, the job that he's done this year and helping this team stay together through everything that they've gone through, I mean, that's something that can never be taken away from him. You've got to give him that credit and that respect for being able to do that, lean on his faith as heavily as he does, and that's helped guide him through where he's at, which helped guide the rest of the team to where they're at. So, yeah, you've got to put a lot of respect on Derek Carr's name. And one question I got for you, Q, before we get into really the matchup and, and your keys of what the Raiders need to do to, uh, you know, pull off this victory uh, this weekend over the Bengals, you know, to be the second time they played them this year. Let me ask you about, because I know before we brought you on last segment, we were looking at the list on CBSSports.com and NFL.com talking about the uh, best possible jobs out there with the jobs vacancies. And they have the Las Vegas Raiders, both CBS and NFL.com have them number one. Uh, in the situation with the interim coach, I mean, and again, you know, with Mark Davis, Vegas, you know, you like you said, want to make a splash and maybe hire. What, where's the, where do you think the organization and Mark and them, whether they look at the interim coach, is he going to be a guy that's seriously considered, you know, the way he's kind of weathered this storm, the adversity that he's done to get them in this situation, to get a playoff? So do you think that they still or probably pursue of one of those going and getting one of those big names where, where do they stand now? And do you think maybe the playoff run, how far they advance in the playoff goes to help him, whether they just stay in house and, and take that interim label off of them, Or how do you see that going? You know, that's a great question. A lot of people have been asking that. And I really think that Rich Versace has earned more than just an interview. You know, I think he's really, uh, he's earned the, the, like you said, the the serious consideration. I thought at first he was just going to get an interview just for the sake of, okay, he did a good job. Let's go ahead and give him an interview and call it a day and then move on to a bigger name. That was my expectations, but that was before they went on a four-game winning streak to get into the playoffs and, and have 10 wins on a season that's been crazy. So I think that now he's really going to be under consideration, like really serious consideration. Then I think whatever they do in this playoff run, if it ends on Saturday, so be it. If it ends a couple of weeks from now, so be it. If it ends February 13th, whatever. Whatever the case may be, whatever they do in the playoffs, I think that that's also going to play a factor into the to the whole team, not just Basaccia, but also the GM, the quarterback, and a lot of players on the team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really he's earned the right to have that conversation. I still think in my gut that there's going to be a big-time name that they're going to interview. And if they feel like they can get a big-time name, a guy who's established, a guy who's got the skins on the wall, been there, done that, I think that that's probably the direction that they'll go. But, again, with everything that he's done so far in getting this team to the playoffs, I think that heavy consideration's got to be leaning towards Rich Basaccia getting that long-term job. Hmm. We're talking to your boy Q, radio host, Unnecessary Roughness, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 a.m. out of Las Vegas. And Q, listen, man, as you sit here and you get ready to go into the playoff game this weekend, you're taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The the Bengals are coming in with unbelievable swag, and they are, they are poised to try to make this run. But the Raiders got something to say. And before you give us an answer to that, well, how close were you to thinking that you were going to get a tie the other night? That's what I want to know. Well, how man, close was I'll you to think you. that you're going to get a tie? 
<laughs> it felt like it, right? It felt like it was about to happen. And I kept saying in the press box, I kept shaking my head saying, this is not what you want to do. You don't want a tie. You don't want any kind of tie. There's no way you want to do this. And everyone said, well, why wouldn't you? You know, you're going to make the playoffs. And I said, yeah, but you're going to Kansas City. Haven't you seen what's happened the first two weeks of the first two times you played Kansas City? There's no reason to go to Kansas City. There's absolutely no reason to do that. The Raiders don't match up well with Kansas City. There's just certain teams that uh-huh. don't match up well with other teams. That's yep. it. Kansas City has just got the Raiders' number. So you want to avoid them as long as possible. I'd rather take the chances of going to Cincinnati in the cold and playing the Bengals, who, like you said, are red hot then go to Kansas City and know what know what's in store. You know what I mean? Like, you know what's waiting for you when you get to Kansas City. So uh, I was so glad that they didn't uh, tie. And on top of that, who wants to let their division rival in the in the playoffs? Like, who wants to do that? I, I, I couldn't. That's like, right. that's like the Cowboys saying we're going to help the Washington football team get into the playoffs or the Eagles get into the playoffs. That doesn't make any sense. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm just, I'm just not that guy, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to help everyone get to the playoffs. I'm going for for self only to get to the playoffs. Oh, I, I hear that. Well, Q, you know, they looking at this game with Cincinnati, and you know, um, the way I look at it, you know, this is the second time they played. You know, Cincinnati had to, uh, you know, rally out there in the desert to overcome and get a victory uh, weeks back. What do you look at in regards to this matchup in the playoffs? So the playoffs are different, but what do you think are going to be the keys for the Raiders? Uh, what they're going to have to do to, to to try to pull this out and get this W this weekend? Well, the Bengals' offense is high-flying right now, so I think the key is really going to come down to the Raiders' defense. Can they find a way to get pressure on Joe Burrow? Can they hit Joe Burrow? Can they make him uncomfortable? Because right now, they're cooking with grease, man. Their offense is just lighting it up. You know, they've got those those guys on the outside that can fly down the field and make big-time plays, and Joe doesn't mind throwing the ball 50-something times a game. He doesn't. He has no problem throwing the ball around the yard like that. The problem is he gets hit a lot. Their offensive line is a little suspect, and they, they do allow him to get hit quite a bit. If the Raiders, Max Crosby, and Unique Ngakwe can continue to play, especially the way that they were getting after Justin Herbert on Sunday night, if they can continue to play at that kind of level, they'll give themselves a puncher's chance. And then offensively, they've just got to find it. Derek Carr only had a so-so game, is my opinion, on Sunday night. He didn't play great. He made a couple big passes when he had to but he's got to be uh, one of the better versions of himself. You know, he can't just go and have a suspect game and think you're going to beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. It's just it's going to be tough. The weather's going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. It's supposed to be snow potentially. Uh, the run game's got to get going. Josh Jacobs, he's been doing great the last four weeks of the season. You know, he's broken 27 tackles uh, this last four weeks while the Raiders are on this uh, four-game winning streak. He only broke 30 tackles the first 11 weeks of the season. I mean, think about that. You know what I mean? Like, think about that. He's really right. starting to come into his own. Some of the offensive line is starting to come together a little bit better than it was early in the season. But they're going to have to have the total package, man. The offense is going to have to complement the defense, and the defense is going to have to hit. And I mean hit hard, Joe Burrow, if they're going to have a chance on Saturday. All right, Q, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to check in with us today before this wild card weekend, man. And definitely we'll have to talk again and do it soon. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, just one quick note on this yeah. game, man. It's the it's the game that the Bengals are trying to break the Bo Jackson curse. They haven't won a playoff game since they beat the Raiders and injured Bo Jackson, and uh, he never played another football game again. So think about that. It's been 31 years. <laughs> All right, Q. Wow. I, I appreciate wow. it. Nice fun fact, bro. Nice fun fact, man. All right, Q, man. We'll have a good one, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, appreciate, appreciate you, brother. You guys. Keep, keep rocking, man. Keep All right, rocking. man. Appreciate it. 
Yeah. All right. Q there, radio host of Unnecessary Roughness, Radio uh, Raider Nation Radio at nine twenty AM. Uh yeah, it's been um it's definitely been a up and down year for them. I mean, they're there. I think that was a good question, Art, because that's gonna be interesting to what they do. Besides the interim coach with him, is really to where are they finally going to now that Gruden's no longer ties with their organization, are they finally gonna marry Derek Carr? And and give him that that yeah. contract, that big extension, or they feel like it's somebody else out there better. But it doesn't shock me that they're number one um, as the attractive job, according to NFL.com and CBS Sports, because you're dealing with a situation. It's Vegas. It's still a new market. It's fresh. It's the Raiders. It's in there. Uh, new stadium. Uh, because of Derek Carr, it's a playoff team now. You know, they're like you said, they've gotten a way to, they've found a way to get in the playoffs. So definitely, I can understand why they're attractive job. But you know, it's it's an important hire as well too. I, to, to me, I'm just which we didn't have time, but I was going to get it with them just to see has Mayock done enough to stay to survive. Um, you know, I think it's a situation right. where because most times when you have a coach, and when you hire a coach. Nine times out of ten, that coach wants to – well, first of all, what comes first is you hire the GM and the GM picks the coach of what they want their coach. But in this situation with, with you know – That's again, a normal that, way. That's the normal things. way. But, you know, the Raiders, they never do anything <laughs> right. normal. But I, it's going to be interesting with right. a new coach that comes in because I don't think they will probably stick with the intern coach. I really don't because at the end of the day, Mark Davis, it's about selling tickets too. It's out there. You're going to want that name of a hardball. What I know there was rumors – possibly about trading for Mike Tomlin. I don't see that happening. Uh, there's not a picks in the world that I think Pittsburgh family would send Mike to the Raiders. Uh, but, uh, you know, Harbaugh. No way. Yeah. No how. Exactly. That's not, so, <laughs> Mike but no way, no how. You I'll know, never speaking, say never, but never. Never. And, you know, Mike <laughs> Tomlin claims he was asked, and Mike Tomlin claims they asked him how he dealt with the whole anticipation of that coming out into a tie. And Mike said he fell asleep in the fourth quarter. Thomas said he fell asleep. He said, and honestly, I'm glad I fell asleep because the way they say it played out, I probably didn't want to live through that. But, yeah, Mike fell, Mike fell asleep, man. I'm like, what? I mean, because he, he was just on think, that yak, man. It's that time, dog. You know, he was ready to get out of there. The him and Big Ben. Him and Big Ben had to go turn up. Man, and Mike's phone, Thomas' phone. They were zing-zanging it. I feel they you, right? They were zing it. <laughs> and, you know, Mike's probably checking. He'd probably sleep the couch right there and pay. phone just going off with text, man. You seeing this, man? You seeing exactly. this? And Mike's waking up like, what the hell is all this? But, yeah, man, Mike's probably, man, the chance yeah. to on the time, man, I'm going to get some sleep, man. We in, and this is where we're going. Exactly. Uh, but, no, man. Exactly. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Raiders, with Bengals. I think it's probably a decent – I think it's a decent draw for both teams. You know, I keep throwing that theme out, oh, this is the toughest draw. This is a bad draw for Dallas. Well, this one with Cincy and, and, and Bengals I think is good for both. I mean, because Bengals don't have the experience as the core, but the Raiders don't have that much experience as well going into this, even though Derek Carr has kind of been around the block. Uh, but it, it should be it should be interesting. I don't even know what – I don't even know what they – I know they've got the Bengals favored, but I don't even know what the line is. I didn't even check the lines – for the most part, on not on that one. But we'll see. Speaking of wild card weekend, as we get ready to go break here, but um, Jerry Jones, uh, you know, Dallas, Jerry Jones does his weekly radio show and says that he wants to get 100. He goes, you know, we got coordinate, ordinance and stuff. We can't really do overflow stand in. But Jerry says, I'm trying to get 100,000 in there this weekend. And it started dawning me. I mean, damn, they haven't been to the playoffs since what? 2000? This is the first playoff appearance since 2018, right? Was it 18, I think? 19? Home game. Okay. Home game. Too. Okay. It's a home yep. game. Yeah. So Jerry's trying to pack 100,000 in. And the question of this, and, and he made it, I don't have the exact words for him, but it's kind of one of those that I think he's doing everything to make sure. 
that that 100,000 is most Dallas. Because, you know, 49er fan, what you don't want to do, because the Rams, and that makes sense because that's West Coast, that's neighbors right there. But the Rams said they were kind of taken back and shocked that the 49er fans, like, because 49er fans in that last week game, when, when, you know, Stafford was on the field and he had the ball, they were loud. They, I mean, yeah. in, in that stadium, right. I mean, so I know Jerry's doing everything to kind of, you know, there's 49er fans are a lot of places too. I don't know if they travel and take over like the Steel Curtain in Pittsburgh do. Uh, I don't know if they're going to come well, out. Well, he said that he wants them to be a whiteout. He wants it to be whiteout for Dallas Cowboy fans. He wants all the Cowboy fans to be wearing oh, white okay. when they come to the game. Okay. So, but remember what I told you? When I went to the Bronco game, there was Orange Crush everywhere. Oh, and yeah. that's one of the things that, Jer- that Jerry's talking about too. And here's a little nugget that I got too. You do realize that this is the first playoff game where f- both teams have five world championship rings. Okay. It's the first playoff the game first where these both okay. teams have five championship rings. So this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I know we've been talking about it. We're going to continue to get on it and uh, have some some conversation about it, but this is this this thing's kind of really scares me. No, oh, now you get now with the really day. Now me. you're starting to get a little nervous that Paul Rivera came in. No, I was scared the from the Paul beginning. Rivera you asked came me if said, I was hey, be man, upset after the one. The British is coming. Is that what it, now that you see that they coming? Hey, look, man, Dallas is supposed to win this game. I, I'll just tell you this. I just said it's a tough no match. Doubt. I still don't know no who doubt. I'm picking, but they should win. But it's a, it's a tough draw. Listen to the sports crime today's show is being presented by Hazel Scott online. Calvin Casey, Mike Cards. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just wanting to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the sports crime. Try their pre-made ready alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors as well also. Or you can just stick to the mix and add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Drive. All right, so before we get to the harsh knocks 
of life. Let's let's look at some interaction here real quick that we've got on Twitter and Facebook Live before we get into Hard Knocks Live. What do we got, Jonas? Well, we're just running through a couple there as we were coming back from break. Uh, I want to start here because he, he was chiming in during the conversation with Q. Uh, we have Richard on Facebook. Calvin, you going to tell Q where you had uh, the Raiders pick to finish the season? I already told him. Uh, who was that? <laughs> uh, Richard, he's been on Facebook. I already told him, smartass. That was a conversation that we had prior to him being involved. It's, it's, it's well known. The thing I like about Q, Q actually, like, Q's living out a drink. Q actually grew up a diehard Raiders fan, you know, and he ends up getting a gig out in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Like, he's diehard, so he knows how I feel about the Raiders internally. We don't. I don't hide who I bleed for i told myself day one when i got it hey like it is what it is don't like the cowboys but this is who it is just be real just keep it 100 they still say that anymore the kids still say that or no is that outdated keep it that's when you know i feel like grown people say it grown people say it okay grown people people say it so be be 100 i hear you man i hear you don't be scared of the the, the maturity getting old what else we got here you got to keep it a hundy there cal okay not not a hundred okay you know don't don't say it all the way out (laughs) i do have to pat myself i'm gonna take a second i know we're gonna do our season wrap up Mm. i had the raiders second in the division i'm just gonna you did have the Raiders. I, I had the Raiders second in the division. I want to put that out there. I had them finished last. Okay. Take my, flower, take my flowers while I got them. Uh, we got Chris Hernandez here on Facebook. Uh, come on, Harge. We're not scared. I think that's uh, – we're, we're not. We're not. I'm just fan, nervous. I'm not saying we're scared. I'm not saying oh. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I did say I'm nervous, though. I'm really nervous. Um, also, you know, I think – where was it? It was a message earlier. Oh, we need to clarify something also on the Vrabel tree. Um, we after yeah, further yeah, review, yeah. we went to the booth, um, and we're going to have a call reversal on the play on the field. And um, according to my letter of the law of really trees, Vrabel is not from the Bill Belichick tree. Um, he spent time as a coordinator with uh, O'Brien down in Houston. Then he spent some time with Ohio State. Then he got the Tennessee job. So technically, Vrabel is not from the Bill Belichick tree. All right, that's what I will say. Not and, the oh, coaching tree. And somebody, yeah, who is that? That's he what played I was, for him, but he didn't. right. But somebody up there, who is that that said right. Tom Landry? I mean, I mean, what did they say? Because they, try, I think they're just trolling me because they know that's the reason why I hated it. Started growing up and hating the Cowboys because of Tom Landry. That what? was Leo as well. Said Tom Landry had the greatest coaching tree. Yeah. Okay. Who we don't Mike Dicka. I mean, is I, that's the only one that comes to mind. Who the hell? And and I know there's some doubt. Oh, you don't know before you Tom there was so and so. Who's really, I mean, who's come from Tom Landry's tree? Now, I know Tom has added a lot of stuff. Like, Tom brought a lot of things to the game, I think, from us. That point, that was like, he was in, he changed some things. Like, I'm not going to poo-poo on Tom Landry's name just like that. I just thought he was thought he was better than everybody because he had his fedora hat on the sideline. I'm like, yo, why didn't he have a headset on like everybody? Like, I don't like this team. He was the reason why I started hating the Dallas Cowboys. I know people, My yeah, goodness, people get hard. The first time I said that on these airways, people just lost their mind. They couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know, I actually, because when I came from school, I, I never forget, man. I didn't have practice that day, and I, I, I went straight to, uh, home from school. And when I got home, I turned on, and it was ESPN, and I saw the, down, the, the, the headlines down that, hey, Jerry Jones, new Cowboy, fires Tom Landry. I started to laugh. I was rolling. Because I knew Autumn. And that was at that young. I was like, wow. You know, it went, It probably wasn't as funny as when they fired Jimmy John. Because I was like, man, what the hell are you thinking? Because at that time, I was like, somebody's got to stop this juggernaut. I can't stand this. But Tom Landry, when, 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 when Jerry came in there from Arkansas, I said, hey, Tom, 
I love what you got down there. We get a statue, get the hell out of here. Everybody, there's people to this day that lives in that area in Dallas that still ain't forgiven Jerry Jones for that. Two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls There's people later. in Austin that haven't forgiven him. There's yeah. a lot of people in Austin that haven't forgiven him. Don't forget, he was a University of Texas football player, oh. Tom Landry was. Okay, I know you. I can count on you hard oh, yeah. to give us the UT who's got the burnt orange yeah. up there. But yeah. get out of here oh, with yeah. Tom Landry's tree, man. Stop oh. All right, what else yeah. we got on the Twitter world? All right, we have Mike checking in on Twitter. said, uh, good stuff on the, the interview with Q there. Cool to hear about other teams in the league as a whole instead of just one throughout the show. Plenty of fans here in uh, San Antonio and, of course, Austin as well, uh, the fans of other NFL teams. Yeah, of course. That's what we've always tried to strive from from day one. It's what we bring. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Dan. If, you, if, you, if you're going to reply, guys, on Twitter, it put we'll put in the, the thing – Tweet what you're also replying to. Hell no does nothing as far as a comment. Right. Give, give well, me some context. Well, and finally, I, I let Jonas handle the social media etiquette. That's that's Jonas' rule. Yeah, 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 about yeah, that. Finally, Drewski uh, talking about we were going way back to the Zion Williamson conversation. We opened up the show with John Morant having uh-huh. a great year. He said New Orleans messed up with that pick. And they already knew that Zion was injury prone coming out of school. And uh, – they messed it up. Hindsight 20. I, I'm not going to kill him totally for that. I mean, that's not Sam Bowie over Jordan. I, I think it's one of those that, you know, no, no one really predicted that he would come out with these type of knee problems. And at the end of the day, we're talking about New Orleans. I mean, an organization is ran and owned by the same people that own the Saints. So I'm not going to kill too much of him, but I kind of see where he's working. All right, Harch. Uh, it's another edition. It's about that time. I mean, we're going to get to this before we got to call it. But what do you got cooking for us in this Wednesday edition, Harge Knox of Life? Well, <clears throat> when I first took over and sat in this seat, I, I mentioned some things when I when I when I came on, and you know Monday was the national championship game, and my first time going to the national championship game, it was Alabama Georgia. They went to overtime. Tua comes off the bench, makes a great play. It was all fun and games, and it, that was four years ago. Well, three and a half years ago, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Mm. Three and a half years ago. So on Monday, that was my three-year anniversary of my prostate surgery. And people don't, for people that don't know, the prostate surgery, sometimes it can be invasive. Sometimes it, can, it doesn't have to be invasive. And so during that time, we were trying to figure out what was my options, right? And I bring all this up just because... Fellas, I'm about to be 50 years old. And as black men, we don't like going to the doctor. We refuse. Mm. Calvin, you've already said openly on this air how you feel about vaccinations and right. all this other stuff. And, and and that's just us in the community a lot of times, too. Hmm. I mean, everybody has their different beliefs. But in our community, we all, they're trying to get us. Yeah. They're trying to get us. Yeah. But But at the end of the day, the most important thing that we can have is our health. So during this process, I was going through all this stuff, and I ended up finding out that I had prostate cancer, and I kept putting it off, kept putting it off. Um, <clears throat> so three years ago, after Texas beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, it's amazing how Georgia always in the middle of this stuff and <laughs> has to do with the Sugar Bowl and different places and things like that. Mm. After the Sugar Bowl, I came home, and I ended up having that surgery. It was a very scary time for me and my family, not in the way because we thought that it could be contained because of the fact of – I'd already gone through all the MRIs. I'd already gone through all the tests to make sure that it didn't spread to my lymph nodes, didn't spread through the rest of my body. 
But there's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't think about what if, what if, what if. You know, I have kids. I have a family. I, I care about my friends. And, you know, with my birthday coming up here in the next couple of weeks and me turning 50 years old, I think it's very important for us as men and African-American men particularly to make sure that you take the time to take care of yourself and go get checked. Um, you know, a lot of times you don't want to know the answer, but if I didn't know the answer, there's no telling where I would be right now as far mm. as progression and things that are happening every single day in my life. And I know that we have all this other stuff and you want to go and check the, the information to make sure that it's this and make sure it's that. But the one thing that you always need to do is go get a check up to make sure that you're okay. Because most important thing to me is my family and if something were to happen to me, where would they be if I'm not prepared? Obviously, we know certain things happen, heart attacks, strokes, all these different things that happen out of the blue. But this was preventative, and I can't thank Dr. Mystery and his staff and my, my primary care physician, Dr. Sonstein, for finding this out, taking the right steps, and getting it early as opposed to waiting until late. So uh, three years ago, on January the 10th, I had prostate surgery, and I'm still here to handle it, and I'm still handling it, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's all good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to come back serious. I'm still in the game, dog. You know, he sits here. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. You know what I mean? It's like, a, like, like me, you get older, it's like I ain't all the way playing clean. There's a little performing hands in there going on there when you get older. You know, but hey, better than not. But look. Hey, but you know what? Uh, that's that's a hell of a segment this week. I mean, to me, I would have to say, and that hits home kind of with me, you know, losing mom with cancer. Dad was diagnosed with prostate yeah. cancer a few years ago. They caught it right at, you know, in time, and he's been on the top. But for the first time, probably well over 10 years, last year, 2021, I made three doctor visits, probably three or four doctor fixes with blood work, lab work. That's the first time that I'd done that over 10 years. And that had to do with my dad saying, hey, you need to go to the doctor, you need to take yourself. Right. yourself. And it's just right. caught up in the daily grind, no pun intended, in regards to uh, doing this and my lifestyle and stuff. So, you know, I'm due to go back. There's things that I've got to go back for, but it's just the fact of making that first initial step to go to the doctor. So that's your spot on about what you say, especially when it comes in our community. And it's not even so much of just the other side of it, like with the vaccine, about, oh, what are they doing? This is the government plot to get us. It's that somewhat, but I think it's also the stigma of men and African-American men is just like, you know what, man, it, it ain't going to happen to me. And I ain't, I don't do that. That's not that I'm good. You know, this and that right. I'm, as long as I don't feel it. And that's kind of where it's always been in our stigma. So good one this week, Harge. That's a good one. Um, but um, appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, a couple of things, like I said, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's Thursday. So tomorrow, Jonas, uh, who are we going to be joined by tomorrow? We have Nick Firo. Uh, more NFL talk. Yeah. Covers Buffalo Bills for the uh, Sports Illustrated. For SI. Yeah, so we'll definitely talk about that game. This is a big one. I think, you know, this is the first time in NFL. I don't know if it's just wild card, but this is the first time two top two, the one and two scoring defenses overall have met in a playoff. That's Buffalo and New England. And, again, I said yesterday the weather is basically the story of this one uh, going in. But before we get out of here, uh, I want to take a phone call here real quick before we get out of here. Don't leave him on hold. Let's go to Thomas. Thomas, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. What's up, Thomas? Hello, Calvin. How you doing, my friends? All right, um, man. I just wanted to uh, comment on Rich Basaccia, the new head coach 
of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I would like to congratulate him for what a fine job he did for mop, having to be forced to mop up uh, Gruden's mess, just like he caused prior to his departure and accepting and taking the job of Tony Dungy's uh, for the Buccaneers when they went out and won the Super Bowl with Dungy's team. So, you know, with this in mind, I just wanted to, you know, give a shout out to all the Raider uh, nation out there because I respect them greatly. I remember the Raiders when they won their first Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm that old. And you know what? Uh, And as far as what Landry brought to the NFL, uh, you know what? It doesn't hold a candle when it comes to Lombardi because that's why they named the trophy after the championship from the Super Bowl. So that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for the vine, Big Calvin. And I love you guys. Keep up the good work, guys, and go Raiders. I'll be cheering for them, even though I love the Packers. All right, Thomas. Thanks for the phone call. The <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know about the Lombardi. I just know I'm old enough to know that – Tom Landry's tree ain't no Bill Walsh. I mean, Bill Walsh got a system that survived. I mean, the cat, the, the the Wildcat showed up for a cup of tea, all right. And that was, I mean, that was out of there than a, than a one hit wonder, uh, than the Miller Vanilli song. You know, that didn't last at all. And then that mm-hmm. left the West Coast offense. Man, it's been passed on, passed on. It's been tweaked. It's been remodeled. It's been made over. But at the end of the day, the molts and bolts of it's the West Coast, and that's for the late uh, Bill Walsh and his trees up there. And and you know that's just kind of what it is. I'm not a big tree guy. And then if of course, I mean, I think everything's different. It just depends on you know guys making their names. But we, you know, in the NFL, that's what we do. We keep up with those type of things as well. Also, another note, I didn't put it out there, but we had, you know, college basketball is rolling on. You know, we'll be in the month of February before March will be here before you know it. Big upset last night. Baylor finally took a L last night. They lost to uh, Texas Tech uh, last night, got an upset on Baylor. Uh, you know, so basketball's rolling on. Uh, Tech also beat, they they had some upsets. They beat, uh, I think, what did they beat today? It was, no, they beat Kansas. I mean, Kansas. hell, in this they, they, they took Kansas, yeah. they took down Baylor. So, you know, I know they got their coach jacked, but he left a little something-something for him. I haven't, I haven't keyed in on Tech yet. Miami looks good early on, the University of Miami. Uh, but college basketball is still, it's, it's kind of getting, we'll get more and talk as that as the season goes on, but that's kind of up and going. And, again, your Spurs are in action tonight at AT&T Center hosting the Houston Rockets, okay? Cousins down the street. Four games separate. They get it on tonight at the AT&T Center. Okay. Desert, Desert has the, that at minus six and a half, by the way. Spurs, right? Yep. Six and a half. See, those are games I can't no, – I don't touch those. The Spurs with those against teams like this, that's, that's kind of – that tells you it's going to be a blowout, but I just don't trust them uh, too much uh, with that type of uh, matchup. But, no, man, starting tomorrow, man, we'll start getting more into the, the game breakdowns on the AFC and NFC side. You know, Friday, we'll start more looking and paying attention to the lines as well and get more into the matchups, man. But for today, that is a wrap. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas yep, Clark. Yep. Special thanks to Mike Hart. Special thanks to Mr. Sands, been the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people up the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you to snooze button, for you were out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow.